This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We're going to have a good time in the Lord today. Has He been good to you this week? Well, you're still breathing His air, walking on His earth. Seeking His will and fulfilling His purpose. Amen. We're going to look over in the book of Ruth. And uh, you'll probably be glad to know that uh, we'll be finishing uh, with this series. And, uh, but God has saved the best for last. It has really been a journey, hasn't it? Uh, through this book we can see a parallel. You know, there are patterns and there are parallels. Uh, we can... We can join a, a, a story with the Lord and you can walk along that story and relate to your own journey uh, with God and the way that God leads us, the way that God works with us, the way that God brings us from where He found us to where He wants us to be. Isn't that the story of salvation and redemption? We've been talking about restoration and uh, restoration is a very powerful word. You know, uh, I've heard this word from God and I've grabbed a hold of this word and sometimes it's difficult to see uh, how uh, God is going to do things. But God does things slowly. God does things steadily. And in the consistency, see, the Bible says that uh, the kingdom of God is if you should sow a seed. And you rise uh, each morning, you go to sleep each night, but over time, even though it's the smallest of the seeds, you don't have to know how it grows. It just grows by itself. The earth makes uh, it grow. Uh, You know, when you're where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do, just living everyday life with God, uh, you'll grow. You'll grow. I said, you'll grow. You'll go through life, but you know, we should grow through life. God wants growth in our life. And what would it be, not just growing your bank account or growing your children or, you know, growing old. God wants us to grow in our trust and in our faith and in our love for him and for other folks. Amen. That's it. It's very, very simple. It's just one thing we're called to. Isn't that right? Love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength, our might, our entire, everything we are, everything we have, and in everything we do. And it said, and then the second thing is like unto the first thing, as you're loved by God and you're loving God, that love will spread out beyond you, the Bible says. These blessings will spread out. Uh, beyond you uh, to others will learn how to love others and then the world will know the Bible says who Jesus really is and that God sent him when we love one another as we're loved by God how's your love life how about your love of God the Bible says this You know, it says it's easy to say, I love God, but it says that the proof of that is when we obey God, when we live lives of obedience. 
our twofold existence is to pray and then to simply obey. Let's look in the uh, Word of God here. We're in the third chapter. It says one day, and I'll recap just a little bit. One day her mother-in-law, Naomi, said to Ruth, My dear daughter, isn't it about time I arranged a good home for you so that you can have a happy life? And isn't Boaz, our close relative, the one with whose young women you've been working. Maybe it's time to make our move. Tonight is the night of Boaz barley harvest at the threshing floor, and she's about to give Ruth some instructions. Father, we just thank you for this time together. We ask for the hope uh, for the hope, and for the help uh, of the Holy Spirit, authoring that faith that is to lead and to guide us, to blueprint our lives to move forward with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, last time we were together, we emphasized, I believe the Holy Spirit emphasized this, isn't it about time and maybe it's time. You know, it's important to be in the timing of God. I found in my own life that most of the time, um, most of the time when, when uh, uh, we hear from God, the tendency is to, Add our time to God's time. Add our own interpretation to what God said. Take matters into our own hands. Kind of go off on our own, thinking that we have a word from God, but not waiting on, you know, the when of God, the timing of God. Now, here, this is a voice of Naomi, and I believe she is really speaking by the Spirit of God. She has a sense of... Uh, the timing where that is concerned. And we need to have a sense of of time in our lives, don't we? Not the world's time where we're just, you know, in the fear of death all of our lives. So we're racing against the clock because we feel like that we're running out of time. That's a that's a sure indication that we're gonna that we're gonna get out beyond God, we're gonna get ahead of God, or we're gonna go off track. When we feel pressure where time is concerned. God takes his time. And he don't change. You know. Uh, <clears throat> but we, we live in a world that like I said. Uh, time doesn't serve, serve it. It serves time. Under pressure all the time. Under the fear of death, I'm running out of time. Well, when you when we get uh, born again, eternal life with God together with God begins right then. Now we're going to live eternally, whether we live with God and for God, or we live apart from God and against God. But you are a, an eternal being created in. The, image and likeness of God, you're going to last forever. See? But life together forever with God is going to be a whole lot better than life apart and separated from God. Are you listening? But forever is everyone's destiny. Everyone. There's a lot more to the story than just here. This is the shortest thing that we'll ever do. You know? And, you know, it's more than getting the new car or building the house or getting that new set of clothes or that next thing. 
you know, that's just stuff, see. That's all it is. <clears throat> None of it, uh, it's a twofold thing. None of it ever leaves here with anyone. Are you listening? But it's all still here. None of it has left. All Solomon's gold is here. All uh, You know, it's all here. It's still here. All the wealth of the world is for the time in this world. Are you listening? Hallelujah. This isn't home. It's temporary. The old one. See, this one is stained and soiled with sin. But there's coming a new earth and... You know, uh, heaven's our home, but heaven's going to come down to earth, the new Jerusalem. God's going to live among us on a new earth. They want to say a new one. It'll be better than this one. This one's pretty good now. I mean, you know, there's a lot of wonderful and beautiful things here. But anyway, um, having a sense of, of time, God has really for... Uh, for the believer, kick the end out of time. You realize that God is not on an agenda that in 10 years, and in 10 years I'll be, you know, 43 and no one will want me. God's always wanted you. And at 43, you ain't even halfway to getting started good yet. God don't really, you know, a lot of these old boys never come into their uh, first steps in ministry till they're 80. Now they had to live by faith till then. You have to be of a different spirit. But it seems like that God waits until, you know, all human ability and strength and power, you know, is beyond so that God gets the glory for those kinds of things. Well, I didn't mean to say all of that. But anyway, um, she said here, isn't it about time? Maybe it's time. Back to, you know, a lot of times we'll misinterpret time. That's why David said, my times are in your hands. Times. There are going to be times, intersections, times to make a uh, move, times to stay put, all different kinds of times in our life. Time, the Bible says, for every purpose under heaven, there is a time assigned to that. And we need to be aware of that. We need to have a sense of timing uh, where that is concerned. And uh, so it came down to tonight is the night of Boaz barley harvest at the threshing floor. Do you know uh, God only wants the best for you and I? This in this uh, Naomi speaking by the Spirit of God, she said, "Isn't it time that about time that I arranged a home and a happy life?" You know. Uh, at some point in time, we need to get sorted out and settled somewhere. Now, we live in a world that doesn't live very long anywhere at all. Doesn't stay married very long. Doesn't commit to anything for very long at all. That's just the way of the world. But if you notice, sometimes God's way goes right cross-grain or, you know, in a different direction than the world's way. Amen. And God doesn't change his ways. Even if the world changes, God doesn't change with the world. The world doesn't change God. So the world shouldn't change us. God's ways are still God's ways. And they're what? They're higher. Why are they? Because they work. They don't just work temporarily in this life. They work eternity. They're They're eternal. See, we're going to be faithful to God eternally. 
Isn't that right? Never going to be a come, come a time when, you know, I don't know how it's going to work in heaven, you know, when the call to worship comes and we say, well, you know, I've got so much to do, I just can't come. God, you know, I'm busy. There's so many attractions. I just love sitting in my front yard looking at the gold glistening at the, at the street out front. Well, if I wouldn't do it in heaven, then I wouldn't do it here. Because I'm told to pray as it is in heaven. It's, if I want days of heaven on the earth, I need to act like God is real now. God should be served now. God is worthy now. I got all the time in the world that he has given me to worship him and to witness for him here and now. There's nothing more important than what God wants me to do, where God wants me to go. Do, do what God says to do. Amen. Nothing more important than that. Well, she's speaking by the Holy Spirit. And you know, the Lord knows uh, uh, where he wants us to be. Uh, and uh, he calls that place home. You know, even here on the earth, there's a place. You remember God made the man and he put him in a place that God had planted. If you want an Eden experience with God, you've got to be first willing to let God put you in the place he planted for you. Plant you in the place he planted for you. I could talk a lot about the rewards, you know, but we would probably be better to understand the requirements. Because if we diligently seek the God who is and believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, the requirement is I must diligently seek him. A home uh, and a happy life are, uh, are attached to one another. Amen. You know, Sandy and I have been together since I was 16, she's 14. We're at home with one another. You can probably finish one another's sentences most of the time. We'll go to the restaurant, you know, order the same thing. You know, she'll order, I'll say, that sounds good to me, I'll just have that too. Or I'll order something, she'll go, that sounds good to me, I'll just have that too. Amen. There's nothing wrong uh, we're, we're, we be, there's a oneness, a unity, a harmony where that's concerned. We're, but we're at home with one another. We can be uh, real with one another. We're, we're just ourselves with one another. Amen. Because we're not, we're not afraid that, you know, uh, the other one's going to do the other one wrong. Or, you know, uh, uh, our love for one another has stood the test of time. It was a commitment that was made, and it's a commitment kept. And will be kept. Amen. It's called loyal love. Everyone say loyal love. Well, uh, and that will make a happy life. You want to have a happy life? Love loyally. Amen. Uh, the Holy Spirit knows the time. He knows God's time and he knows your time. Your and my time must be in keeping and in tune and in, in step, in sync uh, with God's time in our life. He also knows the thing to do. And here's what she told, uh, here's what 
uh, Naomi, speaking by the Spirit of God, told Ruth. Now, I'm going to ask you to put your spiritual cap on here because you're going to have to think just beyond, you know, natural things. But first thing that she said was this, take a bath. One translation says, uh, bathe and perfume yourself. You know, there's a lot of filth in the world. A lot of filthy talk, filthy thinking, filthy images. You get even dust walking through the where There's a lot of crap to walk through in this life. And there's a lot of crap to put up with. But the first thing she said now, listen, when it comes God's time in your life, take a bath. Jesus said this, you're clean through the word that I have spoken to you. We're also cleansed by the Holy Spirit and the washing of the water of the word. Amen. If you're going through a lot of stinky stuff, you know, get in the word. Take a good, take a good bath. Take a bath. She said, take a bath. Bathe and perfume yourself. Clean up. You know, we don't want to, we don't. We don't want to go to meet the uh, Lord with, uh, you know, all that dust from the journey clinging on us, do we? I know about you, but the Lord continually keeps working on me when I get in the Word. And I believe this is where some people fall off. The Word confronts us and challenges us. And the, uh, the Word is a mirror before it's, uh, uh, you know, most of the time the mirror is at the lavatory sink, isn't it? Before we can take a bath, we go see where the dirty th- things are. Didn't realize I got smudged out there in the world. And, and you know, we, we uh, uh, you know, God still is a holy God. Isn't that right? Isn't it? Amen. I'll come in from work, you know, and... Uh, uh, especially during the summertime, been down there at the farm, just moving around. I mean, you really don't have to do any work. You just got to get out of the rig, uh, you know. And I'll come home just soaking wet with sweat. And seeing I was, she has one word that she says, you smell sour. <laughs> sweat. You know, well, what's the remedy? Go take a shower. You smell sour. You've been sweating. You're, you're you know... Uh, it, if you're going and the it, the thing of it is, you know, you're not going to hug on me smelling like that. I love you, but I don't want to be near you. You stink. Moving right along. Take a bath, clean up, bathe and perfume yourself. One translation says, "Get all dressed up." One translation says, "Put on your best dress." Put on your best dress, and then she said. Now you need to go to the threshing floor, Boaz's threshing floor. You need to go to where he is. And uh, and I want you to watch what he does because he's going to be working. Then they're going to have a meal and then he's going to lay down and sleep. I want, to watch, uh, I want you to be watching for him. And then uh, um, this is a Hebrew uh, custom. She said, watch where he goes and lies down to rest. And she said... And when he does, he said, why don't you go and uncover his feet and lie at his feet. And, and that was simply let him know that you are available for marriage. I want you to just kind of see the, the progression of things here. When God starts dealing with us, you know, stirring in our heart maybe a discontent, you know, an unfulfillment, a dissatisfaction with where we are, uh, 
you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you know, you're not just living to eat the next meal. You're riding in the rig you always thought you wanted to ride in. What one would that be? One that gets me where I'm going and brings me back home again without a breakdown. Amen. Doesn't really... God's good to us. There's a bunch of them out there, but they all pretty much do the same thing. Isn't that right? The purpose is to get me there, bring me back home again. I'm grateful for that kind of a rig. If it looks good, fine. If it don't, fine. I still got to get to where I'm going and back home again. You know, what happens when, you know, in your life, don't misinterpret sometimes that, you know, you look around and really you're blessed. You've got so much and so many things going for you. God's fulfilled so many of those things, yet on the inside I'm discontented, dissatisfied. Maybe it's because God wants you, maybe God has moved. Maybe God has gone up a little higher. Maybe God has more for you than just where you're at, and you were satisfied then, you know, but it was a horizon that you reached, and now God wants to take you to a new height, or deeper depth, or a wider width. Maybe God has more than just what you thought would satisfy you before. Amen. Amen. And when he moves, we need to make a move. We need to find where he's at. You ever notice that God will start these kind of progressions and, and you know, uh, and uh, then uh, um, there's this... Uh, comes a desire. I don't know if you've ever had that desire, but maybe a desire to just, you know, clean up our act a little bit. Maybe I maybe I would like to own everything and own nothing. Amen. Maybe I'd like to be to- maybe I'd like to be able to totally and completely forgive so that even the thought of that person and my interaction with them that I'm able to just bless the Lord and bless them and it doesn't bother me at all. Maybe uh you know uh we realize we're not gonna be because he's with me in trouble. Maybe I, I, I would like to just, you know, uh like Paul said, but none of these things move me. Doesn't matter what happens, you're not moved by it. You started the day happy, and then here come trouble, and now you're so unhappy. I, I don't even want to be unhappy for 60 seconds. How about you? Amen. Isn't that right? Trouble don't trouble me. You know, there, there are all different kinds of measures of how you could measure more in God, but God has, you know, uh, more. And He, you know, uh, he, he step by step leads us. This, is, this, is, this Ruth was a survivor. She's, you know, was forced into poverty, but you don't have to stay poor. You don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to stay in a, a situation that's less than when you have been purposed by God to be more than a conqueror. You know, the world would get us to lessen the standards for our lives. Yet God, uh, you know, God really has raised a standard by saying, this is Jesus. I want you to look like him. I want you to act like him. I want you to think like him. I want you to do like him. I want you to be like him. 
That's God's standard for our life. Amen. You know, we start desiring maybe to be a little more like Jesus. And we realize, you know, I don't love like that. I don't talk like that. I'm not doing like that. Amen. But we would like to. A desire starts to fit, to come in our heart. To want something different. Something more. Something greater than just where we're at. What we have. What we do. Who we are. Um, but have you, have you noticed that, uh, um, that many times the doorway that we have to go through is a doorway of a greater commitment? A little more willingness towards God. A little more obedience towards God. A greater yes. All God's promises are yes and Amen. Yes, God has said yes, and we're to say the amen. Remember, God has said yes, and we in agreement say yes, but we add an amen to God's amen. God says, so be it, but it still needs to be that way. Amen. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the fat of the land. If you're willing. How many of you uh, have had things in your life where, you know, you're willing at this level, but when it required a little more, I say, no, that's too much. Hmm. That's just too much. The cost is too great. Well, it, some stuff costs what it costs, and you don't, you know, if you settle for less. There's still a superior. God's ways are superior. When we say higher, it means they're superior, both in quantity and in, uh, both in quality and in quantity. Isn't that right? I don't want to live an inferior life to you. You stand in front of God and God says, Boy, I'll tell you what, now you could have been more, but you settle for so much less. You let the devil put that sickness and disease on you, and you had to serve that for ten years. You let the devil strap poverty on you and talk you into, well, mama and daddy was that way, grandma and grandpa was that way, so I'm going to be that way. And see, Jesus wasn't that way at all. You know, are you listening to what I'm saying? Amen? See, see, we don't have to, uh, uh, when we've been blessed by God and the end result of the blessing is fruitfulness, increase, multiplication, and dominion. Amen. Having Dominion in all the earth, over all the earth. Now that's God's standard for our life. So anyway, um, now Ruth, you know, you probably have cheated and ran. Some of you have read the end of the book, right? I can tell a few of you are chuckling, kind of like, you know, where are we supposed to? I mean, would I have to wait for the punchline? No, we want to you know, read it and reread it. I've read through this thing so many times. But, you know, it's, it's not the rushing through. It's all these stops along the way that I never noticed before that God just says, now pull over, I need to show you something here. You just drove by so fast. But, see, you know, have you ever noticed in your life that before the reward, God had a requirement for your life? That when you just just uh, <coughs> trusted him, and it was really based on just trust, 
that when you trusted him and you said, yes, I will, and then you did. See, people don't. Have you ever struggled with people that don't? Don't answer that. You know, you were happy a while ago. Let me give you an answer. Because we need answers in life. You know, don't be frustrated with people that... uh, uh, that don't. David was. He said, man, I just tell you what now. He said, I just don't understand this. He said, they get to do anything and everything and they got it made. Everything goes well for them. And, you know, he said, here I am trying to keep your way. I have trouble every day. Da, 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 da. And he said, you know, I almost messed up. I almost spoke out of turn. I almost said what I was thinking till I went into the sanctuaries of God and I realized they're walking on a slippery slope. Amen. Those that don't are those that won't. God's looking for those that will. And those that do. So anyway, uh, she said, uh, it's, she said, let him know that you're available to him for marriage. Marriage is what? It's a lifelong commitment. It said, I, I'm available to you. Remember, Boaz is a type of Jesus. You know, uh, making our life more available to him to do life together with him the way he wants to do life. The life that, where he leads. Where he's Lord. That we realize that there, that we get all that he has by giving all that we are. Amen. And that's the tip sometimes, isn't it? Is that it's just hard to, it's just hard to give up our own way in exchange for God's way. But that's the deal. We could go deeper into this. We're not going to take a long time. But she said this, make him know that you're available to him for marriage. Now, this is the move that she's talking about. She's not, she's not talking about, now, girl, you got to go get yourself a husband. Understand? Well, you still can. Before you start limping, you can still wiggle them hips. Get out there. <laughs> Amen. Before your chin falls down your throat. Are you hearing? Well, you're still looking good. You need to work it, girl. You need to, you need to go get your husband. See? That she wasn't saying that. She, see, even, in, even down in the details of our everyday lives, we can have a sense that your life matters more than just meets the eye. There's an eternal destiny working here. And it do matter whether or not, even if I don't see all of it today, God has a greater purpose in this decision for my life. Amen. That really eternity will be will tell the rest of the story. When well, we have the rest of the story here, but Ruth is living it, and here she is, and she's face to face with her mother in law, who's speaking by the Spirit of God, and that she started out to follow, to stay where you stay, to go where you go, to you you're gonna your God's gonna be my God, your people's gonna be my people, and that commitment is now put to a different level of trust because Boaz ain't no spring chicken. 
We'll see that down here. Isn't it? Are you listening? I don't know what kind of a looker. He's a kind guy and all that kind of stuff. But even he, he said, boy, you could have. You know, you know, we have a choice in our life. We can uh, do our own measurements of picking and choosing. But here she's saying, now listen, listen to me. I'm telling you, this is a God set up, and here's what you need to do. You need to let this man know he's a kinsman redeemer, and, and we're talking about a happy life. We're talking about a future. We're talking about a destiny that's, that's in line and in keeping that God's at work here. How many of you have been faced with things, boy, I'll tell you what, now you could do this, you know, uh, you could choose this or choose that, but boy, it just seems like sometimes, you mean, you want me to, uh, like Lot and Abraham, uh, Abraham gave Lot the first choice and Lot went down, boy, what Lot picked out didn't just look good, honey, it was the good. And when Abraham turned around, he's kicking dust and sticks and stones, and God said, now, you know, he chose that. But this is what uh, I've chosen for you. And we know the story. Abraham, things wound up pretty good for Abraham. Lot, not so much. Sometimes things look good, but they're not good. Yeah, this woman has a direct experience with that. The voice of experience saying that might look good, but it ain't good. I'm telling you what is good. God is good. And God's way is good, even if it wouldn't be your first choice. Because Boaz told him, he said, you could have had all, you could have had your choice. You could have had all these young guys. So meaning he's an old guy. Isn't that right? He's an old cat. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. I'll tell you in following God, there's been some times, you know, that I, you know, you just have these grandiose ideas and you, you just think, you know, the, the big is all better and, the, everything that uh, the shiny lights and things like that, but you know, and God just plants you in the middle of a pasture. Are you listening? And you pray and you obey and you say, God, I do not see how in the world we're ever going to reach the world from a pasture. But keep trusting God. Just keep trusting God. Amen. Just keep trusting God. He said, uh, she said this to uh, Ruth, and we'll end with this. She said, let him know you're available. Then wait and see what he says. He'll tell you what to do. And Ruth said, if you say so, I'll do it, just as you've told me. You know, uh, here's a young woman, but in her voice, she has learned said, whatever you say to do, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever you say to do, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Just as, you've, just as you've told me. See, Naomi had learned that, you know, there's that song that we sing here, and I love it. It's called, It's in the Waiting. The Bible says the difference between Saul who lost the kingdom. God wanted him to have the kingdom. God, he was God's choice for them. They, he didn't want him to have a king, but they insisted. So, you know, if you keep insisting, God will give you what you want, even if he don't want you to have it. Did you know that about God? 
that if you just keep at it and keep insisting, God will give you what you want, but you may find out that wasn't really what you wanted because it doesn't work out for God or for you. Well, Saul was God's choice. But Saul, uh, his one thing, the, the difference between David and him, he had one instruction from God, he said, Samuel told him. But it was really God telling Saul. The preacher told him. But it was really God speaking and giving him an instruction. He said, now go up there and you wait. And when I come, we'll do the sacrifice. And Saul, the Bible says, when he saw the natural, his natural resources, he saw his army slipping away. He couldn't wait. Impatience. He wouldn't wait. He wouldn't wait for God's plans to develop for him. He wouldn't wait for God to tell him. He had told him what to do, but then he, he didn't follow through. Those that don't are those that won't. Are you listening? Very, very simple that you're seven days away from, from, the, from it being a sealed deal. From your destiny being secure forever. And God said that. Samuel told him. He said, you don't understand. He said, God was, was ready to seal this deal with you. He said, you, this would have been a forever thing. He said, but now he goes, you wouldn't wait. He goes, now, now this is an interesting thing. That, that obedience is better than sacrifice. Than just taking matters into your own hands and thinking that that's okay with God. God understands. And, you know, God, I couldn't wait for God to work it out. So I worked it out for God. Well, I'm preaching real good here. She said, no, you make yourself available and then you wait and he will tell you what to do. And she simply said, I will do it. She had no other than just a word of instruction. She had no guarantees. This wasn't, you know, I mean, she didn't get to see the previews of the movie. None of that. The book wasn't written. She didn't get to read the end of that. She just made a decision. I will. I will. I'm going to trust you are speaking by the Spirit of God, and I will do just as you say. Amen. Well, she was rewarded for that. We're going to go ahead and and, uh, uh, look at that uh, in the future. But maybe you're at a place today where, uh, you know, it's time. It's about time, and it's time that you make your move towards God. That there is, you know, the thing about God's calling voice a lot of times isn't booming thunderously, but it's just that burning bush of desire that just won't go out. That just catches our attention and it just won't go away. And then, and then, boy, we just get all out of sorts, don't we, until we sort that out. What is that? What is that? Pastor Ron's going to come. I'm talking to some folks today, both near and far. I'll tell you, there's never been a, you know, uh, uh, I like it where Moses said this. He said, you know what? He said, I'm going to turn aside because I need to see this great sight. Well, was it a great sight? Because it caught his attention. And he couldn't ignore it. You know, you can't, God doesn't like to be ignored. It's impossible to ignore God if you make your bed in hell.
There he is. If you hide in a cave, Elijah, what are you doing here? Are you, do you know what I'm saying? God's callings and God's choices and, and God's gifts in your life are without repentance. He's not going to change his mind, even if you never change your mind and agree with him. His way is higher. His way is better. But boy, when we get in agreement with him, when we say, I'll do it, I'll just do it. just do it. What a picture. Just go lay at his feet. Just come to the cross. Just lay your life down. Just say yes, Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. I am available. Not going to go whoring after the world and its ways. Nothing and no one else has satisfied me any longer. got a hole in my heart that's just God-sized. And I've tried to fill it with everything and everyone else. And I'm still hungry. I'm still discontent. I'm still unfulfilled. long time in my years but it seems like yesterday and working in a wood yard in Wetumpka, Alabama so unhappy so frustrated a sinner far from God my heart I'm telling you like I'm sitting here today as real as I'm sitting on this stool I'd hear it's a thought on the inside of me why don't you try God you've tried everything else why don't you try God I'm thinking there's none I can't I can't be good I can't be clean I can't do this thing called Christian life. I can't be that. But still the voice, day after day, why don't you try God? Why don't you try God? Then you know there comes that 
day when you say, all right, I'll do just as you say. And you lay at the feet of Jesus. You lay it all down. You lay all that you've been, all that you are. But you also understand that from now on, I lay, lay all that I'll ever be. If I ever get up from here, I've got to get up changed, God. I can't keep doing the same thing. staying the same I don't want to have this anymore Father I hear this I hear the Lord saying well what are you waiting for because you know one translation says he woke up in the middle of the night and he was he was startled. He was surprised. And he said, who are you? Boy, something when God asks you, who are you? You're able to say, I'm a sinner and I need to be saved by grace. I'm not what I want to be, but I heard that you wanted me anyway. And here I am. Never been a deader, better day or righter time than right now to come to Jesus. But you do understand that you're going to have to do what this preacher says. You're not to lay at his feet. Lay it all down. Give it all over. Give it all to him. And then he'll tell you what to do. And he'll make a life for you finally be at home. Home. God will be your home. You'll have a happy life. Let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, I'm laying my life at your feet. I believe you want me. And Lord, I want and need you. And I'm believing you can change me. I know I can't. I'm ready for that happy life. I'm ready to be at rest and at peace. And have fulfillment and satisfaction like only you can give. Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. Give me that new heart and a new life right now. And I declare you are my Lord. And from now on, I'll follow you. I am available. I make the decision right now. Amen. Well, if you made that decision, I can assure you he will tell you what to do. things will pass away and all things will become new and all those new things will be from God. It's as simple as getting up every day and just praying and then obeying. He'll show you what to do. He'll tell you what to do. We're here. We'd love to help you in any way that we 
that we possibly can. We've got some free materials we'll send to you. You can let us know. We'd like to agree with you and, and uh, celebrate with you the new life that you have in the Lord. Till the next time you remember this, you are blessed, so you be at rest in Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.